and welcome to the Already Loved Podcast. I am your host, Carly Genipe, and today we have a very, very special guest, my very own mentor from high school, one of the many that I always reference in the podcast, um, and her name is Hannah Ward. Hello, Hannah. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about Jesus today with you all and to dig deeper into his word. Oh, yes, I'm so, so excited. Um, I just want to publicly honor you, Hannah. So if you guys don't know, we met probably in 2017, I think. It was summer 2017, and I joined a small group randomly at church um, because I just felt like I needed community. It was called Life Through the Sips, and we did a life journal. Um, if you don't know what the life journal is, it's just like a pretty much a year study of the Bible, and um, we just did that together. That was five years ago this month five years oh ago. Oh my gosh. That was this month. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Carly was still 14. 14 yeah, going Carly into freshman 14. year. Oh my gosh, guys. I just want to brag on Carly real quick. I remember when I first met her, her biggest concern was wearing a church shirt at school because she wanted to represent his name well, but felt like her lifestyle wasn't fitting. Um, just the Christianity that she wanted and that she knew. And I remember telling her, like, wear that shirt. Don't worry about that. Glorify the Lord. And looking at her now, she is on fire for Jesus. She's doing podcasts for his name. She worships so beautifully. Everywhere she goes, she is a living testimony and a missionary locally. And I just could not be prouder of her walk with Jesus. Thank you so much, Hannah. And seriously, y'all, like, so much of that is seriously thanks to your obedience. Like, for real. I, um reached out to Hannah after, like, the small group ended or during the small group, I don't remember, um, because my parents were going through the divorce, and I remember just being like, hey, I just really need somebody to talk to, and when we first got, like, met for coffee, it was just so encouraging, and yeah, I feel like you've always done such a good job at leading me and um, communicating what the Lord is teaching you to me. Like, that is so crazy. The Lord has always brought us through similar seasons at the same time, and like he'll take you through it and then I'll go through it and you're like mm-hmm. I yeah. just learned about this actually <laughs> and that's so beautiful um and you always do such a good job as at like graciously um calling things out and graciously um helping me just just like almost not like be more holy but like yeah graciously communicating things to me and, and bringing things to light that I did not see before um Yes, you are a leader, a mentor, a friend, a spiritual older sister to me, and I'm just so, so grateful for you, so thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such an honor and privilege. Mm, Thank you. Anyway, we're getting all sappy, but... (laughs) (laughs) So we always start with the song recommendation of the day. So, Hannah, do you have any song or album recommendations? Yes, absolutely. So this album was released back in 2021 of no- November 2021, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's Stephanie Gretzinger's Faith in My Father. But specifically the song Show Me Your Face um, wow. has just really been ingrained in my heart lately. And I think because without beholding the face of the Lord, like where where would we be? You know, you take your eyes off of him for one moment and all of a sudden you are going astray by going your own way. Wow. And so just seeing his face and beholding him um, is just saturated in this song. And just the, the message of this song that Moses couldn't even see his face. 
he saw the back of the Lord because his glory was too much for him to handle. David knew that there was something more than just the tabernacle of his presence and the Ark of the Covenant. And then we here, we get to see his face fully because what he did for us on the cross. And so it's just a good reminder to just behold his face, to approach him boldly in the throne room and to just always keep your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, I love that. And I always think about the fact that like in the Old Testament, like they had so many rituals, thousands of perfect lambs every year and like thousands of sacrifices just to maybe get a glimpse of his glory through another person, like through the priest. But we get full access to that. Like that has me shook every single time. Like I'm like, Lord, what did I do to deserve the ability to see you and know you fully? Nothing. Nothing. And it just yes. gives you more gratitude for him every <laughs> single day. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. If if anything, the opposite. I actually did yeah. the opposite to deserve this. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, he's so good. And I love that song. I love that album. So such a good recommendation. <laughs> awesome. So we always start having our guests tell us a little bit about their testimonies. So do you think you could share a little bit about your walk with the Lord? Yes, absolutely. So Luke 747 says she loves much because she's been forgiven much. And that is 100% me. Before I found freedom in Jesus the way that I'm walking in now, I was just bound by sin cycles pretty much my entire life, whether it be from addiction or sexual immorality or suffering from an eating disorder. Um, I was just that girl that always had an issue, that Mm. I was just always going through it. I loved Jesus and I was saved, but I was step one of salvation. I was just, I was saved. And I, I trusted him. I knew he could be my healer, my deliverer to set me free, but I did not know how to attain a lot of that. Yeah. And so the, the turning point from living a life of just complete bondage to mental oppression, spiritual oppression, illnesses and addiction um, came in 2019 when I attended... Um, when I attended a funeral of a girl that I used to mentor and what ended up happening is I had purposed in my heart a few weeks earlier that I was just going to pretty much (laughs) go my own way, serve the Lord only this much, give him my love only this much. Me and him will just hash it out later, you know, and, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see if I can just like clean up my act. But at this funeral, a dear mentor of ours she ended up getting on that stage and preaching the gospel. And I saw 50 teenagers give their life to the Lord. These were the ones that they were the addicts. They were the rebellious. They were the ones that um, wanted the Lord, but they chose their own way instead. And what ended up happening is that when I saw firsthand all those um, kids give their life to the Lord in the setting of a funeral, knowing that this life on earth is temporary, it was like Honestly, it was like the father in heaven just shot an arrow into my heart and was like, here's all my love. Wake up. Wow. Wake up. My way is better. Look, all of these young people are giving their life fully to the Lord. I know that you've given your life to me, but you have not given your whole life. Give me your everything and just see what will happen. And so from that day forward, my life forever changed with Jesus. I remember the things that I once held on to so close. I just gave it all to him, but it was because I encountered his love in a way that I never had before. Yes. I remember going to a conference called The Send in 2019 
and there was 60,000 believers gathered together and some of you, I don't know if you'll know these terms, but ask Carly and ask me. Yes. There were people getting slain in the spirit. There were people that were just, I mean, giving worship like I had never seen worship before. People throwing their shoes in the air, symbolizing, Lord, I will go anywhere yeah. and do anything. Just send me here I am. And I remember thinking, I want to be one of these people. Oh, my goodness. And so yeah. I did in that moment that that first Lord, oh, my gosh, like I'm feeling your love. Here's my life. Like that was just the beginning of this now stadium event of like, for real, take it all. <laughs> like my yes. way is not okay. I'm going astray. I want your way. I want you ultimately. Mm. And so ever since then, that was about three years, a little like three and a half years ago. Yeah. I have been living just surrendered to the Lord, just counting the cost every day, following him in a way that I never thought possible, completely mm. going against the American dream to pursue the call of just the kingdom in heaven. So that's a little bit of kind of what I've been through. Yes, I love that so, so much. And I'm just like, so, I mean, like, even though I'm obviously, you pour into me, I am still so proud of you. And like, just seeing this, because I mean, we've known each other since, I mean, 2017, 2018, like, to so just to walk alongside you in this and see you going through all of this. And also, seeing you still graced to pour into me throughout all of it is mm -hmm. like so beautiful. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing your testimony. It's so beautiful. And yeah, I'm always encouraged when I hear it. Hannah, would you like to pray us in and then we'll get started on the topic? Yeah, absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so, so much for this podcast, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for Carly and her obedience to host it and to spread your word and glorify your name. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would just glorify Jesus in the words that we say. Father, touch the hearts of every listener, Lord. We just pray for just a deeper surrender, a deeper encounter of your love, and just a clear view of who you are, Jesus. Thank you for everything that you've done in my life, Lord, and Everything that you have imparted to me, I just pray that it's imparted in this podcast, Lord, and that wow. what you've done for me, that you will do for every single listener. We love you. We trust you. You are so worthy, Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Anyways. So this topic is not going to be one that's super fun and frilly and light. Uh, we're actually talking about the cost of following Christ. And I knew that I had to reach out to Hannah for this specific episode topic um, just because your life has really shown that a lot and uh, just the surrender that you've walked into. And more than that, I mean, fun fact, I don't know if any of you guys know, but whenever I, um, I never pick out like people for as a guest like I just usually the Lord just somehow or another tells me like this is the person that we're supposed to have as a guest and this is the topic so every time I'll ask the person and then they will either say yes or no I've never gotten a no and then that day or like later that week the Lord will give me the topic and then I'll ask the friend hey what did the Lord tell you that we're supposed to talk about and they're always or almost always the same or if not similar and so I thought that was so beautiful and that's what happened with this episode as well and yeah, we're going to be talking about the cost of following Christ, which is not, um, not a very fun one to think about, but it is just something that is so necessary. I think so many people kind of glaze over this in church, in small groups. And I mean, Hannah and I talked about this earlier before uh, we were recording, but 
the cost is your life, you know, like, there's not, this isn't, like, a cute little fun little, like, oh, the cost, like, oh, I have to get rid of, like, my, like, social media, and, like, um, sometimes I have to fast a little bit, like, no, this is, this is serious, and it really is a life or death thing, and there is so much more to the Christian life than just going through the motions and then getting into heaven, like, it is not about heaven later, it's, like, heaven can happen right now, but it starts with, you laying down your life. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I'm excited. But I prepared some questions for Hannah and we're just going to go ahead and just go through them. So the first one is, what has the Lord revealed to you about the true cost of following Christ? Hmm. Well, I think that you hit it just a second ago that the true cost of following Christ is to surrender your entire life. It's surrendering your will And that was one of the shifting moments of my own testimony that I just talked about, that there came a moment where I had my will and then there's his will. You cannot have both at the same time. Your will and his will, they are not supposed to be partnered and married together. In fact, they are 100,000% enemies of each other. In the flesh, our will goes completely against the will and the desires of the Lord and his kingdom. And so the true cost of it is, think of it this way, the thing that you're holding on to the most in your life, that you're like, I'm giving everything up to the Lord except for this one thing, that's the thing that he wants the most because that's the thing that has you. That's the thing that is keeping you bondage. That is the thing that is holding you against the will of the Lord for your life. The cost means that (laughs) there's going to be a lot of times that he's going to have you do things that you don't want to do. Um, I know for me, it was giving up a relationship. I thought that we were going to get engaged. Like, it was for real. Yeah. Um, and and the everyone Lord, in the community thought everybody. so as well. Like, oh, was... yeah. This this giving it up wasn't a private thing. I mm. mean, everybody and their mother knew about this at and some their mother. point. <laughs> I mean, it was a thing. Yes. Yeah. But giving that up was a catalyst of opening my heart to the fullness of the Lord in a yes. way that I'd never experienced before. Yeah. Um, I think about even, sorry, really quickly, I think about the Lord as a lover Like, a lot of people will hear this and they're like, oh my gosh, why would the Lord want to put you in a bad situation like that? Why would the Lord want to, like, like, make you do that? But, first of all, you chose to do that, you know, like, with the inspiration of the Lord. But, um, he doesn't ever force us to do anything. But when you look at him as a lover, like, you look at him as a jealous lover, he is jealous for you and he is jealous for your heart and your attention. Like, he... He just wants all of you. And so if you look at it from that point, like I think about just like maybe even like my mom or my dad who love me so, so much. And if there was anything that was holding me away from them, why would they ever want me to allow that in my life? You know, like they, of course they would want me to get rid of the thing that is keeping me from them. And so when I think about that way and like the Lord is a lover and a jealous lover, it becomes so much more clear to me why he wants my heart. And it's almost easier to give it to him because you're not reluctantly holding back like okay you can maybe have this like uh but it's like oh my goodness lord why was i ever why was i ever more in love with this than i was with you like where did my heart go wrong when this was more important to me than giving my everything to you you know yeah absolutely it's it's that moment of when you recognize the cost and when you actually go through with it the reward is it so outweighs the cost and the reward is himself. Yeah. And if you're on here and you're listening, you're like, I don't see how just Jesus would be better than what I'm hanging on to. You have not met him. You have not met the man from Galilee. You have never encountered his love. 
Because when you encounter his love and when you meet him in a way that just completely shatters every other plan in, in your life, you will understand. And if you're going like, okay, I'm offended. I've met the Lord. So what is she talking about? I would love to pray with you at the end and just explain like, my goodness, like there's more than just inviting him into your heart as your savior. Like there is a marriage, there is a marriage with him of you are my bridegroom, Jesus. Like there's a way of seeing him rightly. And the only way to see him rightly is honestly just asking him like, Lord, show me your face, pour your love into me in a way that I've never experienced. I want to surrender to you. I want to give everything to you, but I'm afraid. I don't know how. Would you you help me and you will quickly see that the love of the father will pour over you in a way that you've never experienced mm. jesus will become your everything all of a sudden when before he was your nothing and holy spirit will guide you through this process yes and we say these things because we've experienced them ourselves like we have had we had to have someone tell us that we oh, have yeah. not experienced absolutely and um I remember that first day that I actually experienced the manifest presence of Jesus. I grew up in the church. I grew up like my entire life. I have not known one moment where I didn't know or hear the name of Jesus. But the minute that I felt his presence in a way that I hadn't before changed everything. And so one moment with him will change everything for you. And when you've tasted it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like that deep soaking moment with the Lord. Like, I don't even know if there's a word for it. Like, seriously, it's just... It changes everything. It's communion with him. Yeah, it's true communion. It's true um, union it's with true him. true oneness. Yes. And yeah. it's so different than just like raising your hand for the first time in worship or like hearing a song and singing lyrics. Like it's so, so much deeper than that. And so if that's the extent of what you've experienced, know that there's more and that there's deeper to go with him. And also Hannah and I aren't professionals. We're not like, no oh way. yeah, we've already reached <laughs> it. No, there is no it. There is no end to yeah. him. And so there's a continual, like, let's all, you and I, like, everybody in this podcast, like, we are all walking towards more closeness and more unity with the Lord. Like, there's no, like, we aren't ahead, we aren't behind, there's no levels, like, we are all just going into this together. And so that's the beauty of it, and that's why um, the kingdom of heaven is so upside down and it's so beautiful. Yeah, everything that Carly said is so true, like, his love for you is set. His love for you is more than you could ever, ever imagine. His thoughts for you outnumber the grains of sand on the earth. It just means that your love for him increases that yes. your awareness of his heart for you increases it, it's he is already set and stable he is very secure yes. <laughs> in Trust his me. love for you it's us that has the growing yeah. and like Hartley said we are both growing in this and we just we've we've tasted a bit and we yeah. know that there's so much more just one more thought about what you were saying like I think about um you know, when you have like a, almost like a church crush or like when you have like somebody in the room that you're like, Ooh, I like think I have feelings for them or whatever. But because you have, like, because your admiration of them is growing, your awareness of them grows. And that's what Hannah's talking about. When you're like uh. growing in adoration of the Lord, you actually become more aware of him because you're like, Oh my gosh, I love him so much. Like, where is he in this room? Like, yes. where is he in these things in my life? And so yes. that's what that looks like to like be in that communion and live in that daily. But yes, Absolutely. Uh, Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and and follow me. 
For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. And again, it's that language of like, oh man, that's a tall order. Whoever loses his life will find it. What does that even mean? What what does it even mean to take up your cross and follow him? So I want to introduce this word called, or this phrase called dying to self. (laughs) I... Before 2019, I'd never heard that phrase. I had no idea what dying to self meant. And dying to self really means, Lord, my desires, I am dying to them in order to gain you. To lose your life means, Jesus, here's my life. And to gain life means, Jesus, I accept your life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so to lose your life just means a gaining of his life. And I promise you, friends, oh my goodness, there is nothing like having him living inside of you to the fullness that he desires. And honestly, I don't think either of us have even reached that yet. Yeah. To the fullness that he desires. That's heaven. Yes, that is. But it's daily. It's a daily laying down your life. It's a daily picking up your cross. It's daily saying, Jesus, I want your life and your love to shine through me. And I put myself on the altar. That's just a fancy way of saying, like, I I completely just say no to myself. I reject yeah. myself and I give everything to you. Yes, I love that. And it is good to say no to your flesh. We've talked about it on this podcast before, but, like, the more that we say no to our flesh and we deny the things that that our sinful selves desire, that's what refinement is. That's what holiness is. And it's walking in that. And we can't do that without him. That's the best part. No, yeah. Truly. I, in my personal flesh, no, 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 like I, that's the last thing I want to do. The last thing I want to do is deny myself yeah. of things that are pleasurable and fun and, and like exciting. Like, but the cool thing is, is that those things lose all of their luster the minute that we look at him Yes, and we see, oh my goodness, that thing that I wanted so much, that promotion, that boyfriend, that friend group, whatever, just random things that I don't know what it is for you, but you know what it is for you. All of those things lose all of their shininess and their glory the minute we look at him and we see just how more how much more beautiful he is than anything that this world could offer he is lasting he is consistent he is eternal and he is so so beautiful there's nothing in this world that compares to him and if you know what i'm talking about you know exactly what i'm talking about you know like (laughs) if you know you know um and if you don't ask the lord ask him to show you that ask him to bring you deeper into that yeah, absolutely. And what she's talking about this this part of you that's not going to want those things anymore. If if that if that thing that you know whether it's a person or a job or um a plan of your life, even just holding on to what you think should happen, if that still has um like a hold on you in the sense of like I still want it. <laughs> I'm really not not willing. I'm not there yet. Yeah. What she's talking about of like not wanting any in anymore, that's genuine. And so asking the Lord, like, help me to not want it and help me to want you more. Yes. Let me tell you, he if you are willing to be willing, he works with the willing. <laughs> yes. He works with that tiny ounce oh my of gosh. willingness. Yes. Seriously. He's like, here, I'll give you this much. And he's like, okay. And then he takes like, it okay. and runs. Yeah. Yes. No, but you it's know, so good. And you know why? Because he desires you that much. Because it's not this, although he is the savior, the savior saves. It's not this savior rescuer complex of I'm so tired of saving her. I'm so tired of helping her. It's I 
so love you more than you could ever imagine. I am obsessed with you. I want you. I want you and me together forever. Give me something to work with. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, he is so ready to just jump on it. Like, yes. yes, Okay. Come on. Come on. And he would save you over and over again. He has saved me. Oh my gosh. Yes. Every time that I run from him, like he always comes back and he always runs towards me with open arms like the father did to the prodigal son. And I remember, um, Hannah and I are in this, uh, group chat called the true worshipers. Um, but really it's just, I guess, a small group, a worship small group that, um, our mentor started. And something that one of our friends in there shared is that in the story of the prodigal son, we think of that as just like, like unbelievers coming to Christ for the first time. But truly that story of the prodigal son also applies to us every single time that we sin, every single time that we fall short, every single time that we run from the Lord, like the father always opens his arms. He gives us a ring and a robe and he, he wraps us up in his arms and he is so, so happy that we're home. And this is, happens every single time. And he never gets tired of it. He never, um, gets, compl- he never complains about it. Mm-hmm. Like you see how much joy the father has when he finally sees his son for the first time in so long, even though he just spent all of his inheritance and, mm-hmm. and lived a terrible life, but God never was disappointed or the father was never disappointed in the son. He was yeah. just happy that he was home. And this is how the Lord is every single time that you come back to him for anything. This is how he is every morning that you come to him. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. He's, he's so gracious and his mercies really are new every morning. Um, and it's healthy to understand, you know, you don't want to abuse that grace, but when you come with a true heart of repentance, he really does. He really does. Yes. He doesn't just fix you. He makes you new. Yeah. All over. You are not something to be fixed. You are a child to be loved. Yeah. And that's what he does. He loves you through it. That's so good. So the next question is, why do you think people hesitate or avoid giving their whole surrender? So as I was reading this question, this passage in the word um, came to my mind immediately, and it's Jesus with the rich young ruler. So if you have your Bibles, um, bring them out. If you are driving, just listen. So (laughs) Please do not open your Bible (laughs) mid-driving. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so we are in Matthew 19, and starting in verse 16, and I'll just kind of read. So it says, Now behold, one came and said to him, meaning Jesus, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. So I'm going to stop there because this passage always just kind of was like, I don't, why did Jesus say that? And that's actually a key for why people don't um, like give everything to him. Wow. So the original question is, why do you think people hesitate or avoid giving their full surrender? Well, a big answer in that is that they don't even see him rightly to begin with. For me, like I said, in my personal testimony, I knew him one way, okay? So in that one way, I didn't even know how to give him everything. And then I encountered who he truly, really is in his love. And then once I saw him rightly, psh, Man, that that was it. That was it for oh. me. I was like, take it all. You are wor- you are worthy and deserving. Yes. Um, and so here, the rich young ruler says, a good teacher. And then Jesus comes back and says, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. A lot of people think that Jesus just denied himself as God in that. But that's actually not 
the way that Jesus is, that's not what he's saying. My pastor Michael taught us this and it stuck with me forever. So when Jesus says, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. He's essentially testing him in a sense. He's putting a little bit of that Jesus sass that you see (laughs) sprinkled into the New Testament sometimes. He has has a little bit of a sass to him. What he's actually seeing is he's testing the revelation of who he is and he's testing his heart in this. And he's seeing, okay, what does he actually know about me? So he's saying, well, if if you call me good, you better call me God. Wow. Because I'm not just good, I'm God. You know, That's I'm not so just good, good teacher. I'm God. So he he's basically testing him in a question way of saying, why do you call me good? Kind of like, let's see if he knows. Yeah. Because only one is good and that one is God. So let's see if he knows me as God. Wow. And you see here that the rich young ruler actually never understood that. There's never a response of, oh, yes, you are. You are the you are God. Yeah. He just kind of continues in the conversation. So he's saying, if you call me good, you better call me God. And that's what, that is kind of what happened with me a couple years ago. If you call me savior, you better call me bridegroom. Wow. If you, if you call me rescuer, you better call me lover. That's I'm good. not just one or the other. I'm, I'm both and. And so here, um, he only sees him as the good teacher the good teacher. And back in these days, um, when disciples followed their teacher, the teacher would actually provide housing and shelter for them. They, there was pretty much a guaranteed, like, I'm going to give my life to you to be discipled and you provide for me. And Jesus says in another chapter, Hey, you know, foxes have, um, holes and birds have nests, but the son of man, I have no place to lay my head. So if you're going to follow me, I'm not guaranteeing you even shelter outside from the shelter of my presence. Yeah. So We go back and we read. He said to him, oh, but if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? And Jesus said to him in some passages or some translations actually say, he said with compassion, he had compassion on him. He genuinely Mm. wanted him to follow. And he saw, man, he is doing everything that he can can in his power, but he still only sees me as good teacher. So let's see if we can break that and show him, hey, I'm, I'm God. So he says, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, there's that perfect. If you want Mm. to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. That selling what you have and giving to the poor, for some of us that might sound easy, you know, I'm going to sell what I have and I'm going to give to the poor. But for the rich young ruler, money was his, was his God. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Go sell everything that you have and give to the poor. And so what the rich young ruler had, and we're going back to the question now for why do you think people hesitate or avoid giving their full surrender? So this rich young ruler is saying, I see you as good teacher. I don't see you rightly as God. That's what Jesus recognized. So that's step one. Step two, what is the thing that you are holding on to? Again, we've been talking about this over and over for the rich young ruler. It was money. And for you, it might be, you name it, you know. But that is the thing is that he's seeing that thing more important than following the Lord. And it goes wow. on to say, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
And again, again, I say to you, listen to this, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And so when you read that, you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) And then you might think, but how do I, how do I even give everything up to the Lord? Well, that's what the disciples said. How then can any of us be saved? And Jesus said, for man, it is impossible, but for God, all things are possible. He helps you. So that's, that's essentially why it's hard to um, give everything for full surrender is typically because there is a God, not meaning that there are other gods, hear my words, meaning that there is something in your life that is taking the place of God. There is a God in your life, an idol in your life, and you are saying, I want that more than I want him. Wow. No, that is so, so good. And something else that I almost take away from that passage is that the reason that the rich man didn't give his everything to Jesus is because he didn't even know Jesus. Like like you said, he didn't didn't know him him rightly. And so I think that's another factor. Like, people hesitate. They don't want to give everything to someone they don't know. And so if you're feeling that Why would you? Why would yeah. you want to give it all to somebody that you don't yeah, know? I didn't. Stranger. I didn't until three years ago. I didn't know him fully. Exactly. And then that's when I did. No, exactly. And I think, like, so if you're feeling that hesitation, if you're feeling that um, that tug on your heart to give everything to Jesus, but you just don't don't want to yet, or you're just yeah. still holding on... Maybe it's because um, there is much to hold on and there is an idol or there is a God, something raising itself up against God in your life. But more than that, it might also be because you don't truly fully know the Lord. And I don't like we said, we don't think any of us know, fully, fully know the Lord. There's so much more to know. But um, if you do know, if you do resonate with that, I would ask the Lord in your quiet time this week or in your time with him just to take you deeper into who he is and uh, I, I'm reminded of this uh, quote I heard that said, the thing you are most hesitant to surrender is the area you don't trust God in the most. Mm-hmm. Is it finances? Is it your relationship? Is it whether or not you're going to be married under 25? Or like just those random mm-hmm. plans that we make on our heads that because we don't trust that the Lord can really satisfy us in that, we seek it out in other people and we seek it out in other things. And yeah. so ask the Lord to shed light in your heart. Whatever you're afraid of losing, you're not losing it for holiness sake. Like you're not losing it just to like be empty. You have to remember the reward in all of it is him. Are there amazing things that happen? Oh my gosh. Yes. Like he will send you to the nations. He will provide you with godly relationships. He will provide for you so that you don't live in lack. That's true. But if you're if you're in it in order to gain anything but him you're in it for the wrong reason and so yes. allowing the lord to reveal that even in you like okay if i'm going to surrender like help me to do this in a way to where like you are my reward yeah and i want to give an example like sometimes he he will show <laughs> Sometimes we have ideas in our head, like when we surrender, this is what it's going to look like. And this is a prime example of the reward really is him. When I surrendered my past relationship, uh, when I was 21, I had it in my head that like, it'll probably, it will happen one day. I just thought it was going to be a lot sooner, but I had it in my head that I was going to get married very young. Me and my husband, we were going to go to the nations together and then just serve the Lord and live like this amazing godly life that was completely 100% in his will. That actually did happen. It did happen 100%. But it wasn't with 
like a human man it was with Jesus himself wow I did meet my bridegroom right after I did encounter his love we actually have gone to the nations together me and Jesus he actually is providing for me and by the way finances that's a huge idol and level of trust and that could be maybe a next podcast episode trusting God with your finances because I have been doing that in ways that would make anybody just be like, are you sure about that? And he, he really does come through yeah. 100%. But wow. the idea that you have in your head, even wipe that out and allow him to just completely renew your mind into what it's yes. going to look like. I love that. I 100% agree. Are there any other thoughts that you have about the cost of following Christ? Mm, it's not easy. Um, I'll just, True. I'll just, I'm just going to give you very pointed thoughts right now. It is not easy. It is absolutely going against the grain. It's going against culture. You're going to be misunderstood. You might be rejected. I'm letting you know now. And the reason why I'm letting you know is because the Bible clearly says, count the cost before you start the work. If a builder um, was planning on building a building, you know, if a construction worker had, let's say he's building a Chipotle. And the only thing that you should be building nowadays. (laughs) He's building a Chipotle. But he, he gathers all of his um, resources that he has, but then he looks at the blueprints again and he goes, I don't have enough. I didn't count this cost. Wow. I'm, I'm just, fine, I'm out. I'm out. I'm letting you know because I love you, whoever is listening. You are dearly loved and I want you to know to count the cost that you will not be guaranteed certain things in life that maybe one that has not surrendered will get. Mm. But your treasure lies in heaven and your joy is found in him. And there's a process to it, but no, it is absolutely not an easy life. But is it, is the life worth it? Oh my gosh, yes. Because the relationship that you gain with him is more than you could have ever imagined. The favor and the blessings that that you gain is, it's, a lot of them are very heavenly. Like, okay, this is going to matter in heaven more than it is on earth. Yes. But I think that you'd agree. Like, no, but it's definitely worth it. Like the cost of following him. Does it cost? Oh my goodness. Yes. Cost your life, but you gain his. Look at Jesus. It costs his life to gain you. Wow. No, that is so, so good. I love that. And yes, it is not easy. You will have to say goodbye to a lot of things, people, plans, in your head, but it is so, so <laughs> But you say it. hello to his plans. Yes. You say hello to the people he's going to bring in your life. You yes. say hello to his ways. You say hello to joy, to freedom, to a life where you're not questioning anymore. What's your will? You yeah. are finally in it. Wow. Like I firsthand know what it's like to be so held in bondage that I crave freedom. And that freedom is in him. So I don't care if I'm living in a cardboard box. If it means I'm in his perfect will and I have joy and love and freedom abounding, so be it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, that is so, so good and so, so true. Lastly, is there any advice that you would give to somebody in high school or college? Oh my goodness. A lot of the things that you're stressing about absolutely don't matter. That's good. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now, that... When I was in college and in, more so in high school, I would say, I was that girl that was so striving, just so bound in striving and was stressing about getting into the perfect college, being with the perfect friend, friend group, being in that relationship, um, earning everything myself money-wise. And there is something to say about hard work and dedication, absolutely. But like, I look back and I'm like, none of that actually matters at all. 
in my life. Yeah. I wish that I knew the Lord the way that I do in high school. Um, I would say that abiding really is the answer. Abiding in his love and resting and trusting him that everything is going to work out. Yeah. That he has your best interest in mind. That he has a way that is better for you. Like actually being held in his arms instead of just clinging on for dear life. Like that is the way to go. As a young high schooler, as a young college student, knowing that like whatever you're concerned with, give it to him. I promise you it's not as big of a deal as you think and things really will be okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I know it's so hard, like as someone who was just in high school, LOL, and also (laughs) in college now, like I totally get it where those feelings are like so raw and like they're so real. And so your feelings are real, but Hannah is exactly right. Like don't let those feelings lead you astray and lead you into anxiety or um, overthinking or anything like that. Truly give it to the Lord I can attest those things that I worried about in high school truly do not matter like they I mean do they matter in the next what one one week one year maybe but in the grand scheme of your life and also in eternity it is but a glimpse and so you don't even have to um overthink that or anything but yes absolutely Yeah. yeah well thank you so so much for being on the podcast everybody if you really enjoyed this or it encouraged you share it with um, a friend post it on social media and tag at already loved podcast and thank you so much hannah for being here it was so good and so encouraging and i know that everybody is gonna love it so yay amen well let's just pray for you before you get off real quick so father god i just thank you for just hearts that have been touched for deeper surrender jesus i just thank you that We cannot follow you without you. We cannot love you without you. We can't worship you without you. We can't even wake up in the morning without you for you hold our breath in our lungs, Jesus. So Lord, I just thank you that every single person on here that that wants that deeper surrender, that wants that loving relationship with you far more than just step one of salvation. I just pray right now that you would just bring them into that love life with you, that you would just reveal the things in their life that they're holding on to and that you would just gently take it away, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for um, just doing all this in me so I know that you will do all this in them. We bless every listener. We just pray just the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit over them. And we just thank you, Father, for just choosing every single one of them and loving them far beyond um, the years that they were born, Jesus, and having just the perfect plan for their life. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Hannah, for being here. I love you and I hope you guys all have an amazing week. God bless. Bye.